We are we Ballbusters. Your sports news podcast on Unbenched. Breaking the glass ceiling through sports. We're recording. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Um, hopefully the audio is better this time. We uh, came up with a workaround. So apologies for last week's yeah horrible audio quality. You know what? Last week wasn't our best work, but we were we were busy with other things. Just cool. Life. Life. It's just all. It's a lot. We're getting through it. We're we're still here. We're fine. Um, should be a pretty quick one. Quick and easy this week. Got Honestly, some hockey, got some football. Got some basketball players being idiots. Um, you know, the the good stuff. So where are we where are we kicking off, Matt? You know what? Let's let's start in the National Hockey League. And and we're gonna get to the Boston Bruins. Oh boy. In a minute. But I wanted to start with um, you know, who's at the bottom of the league right now? I did not think St. Louis would be last in the West. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I know we're only, they've only actually played nine games, which is less than a lot of other teams, but they only have three wins. And the St. Louis Blues, like, are not a bad team. Like, they have flaws, obviously, but... But, like, who doesn't? I thought they would be better than, like, right now, higher than Arizona, higher than... Like, Anaheim is scary bad, which is weird because they have a lot of young talent, but they're bad. Like, their defensive coverage in that Leaf game, like, Whatever with the Leafs, it doesn't really matter, like, who the opponent was. But, oh, my God, defensively, that team. Yeah, no. And, I mean, like, I think with Anaheim, you can chalk maybe a little bit of it up to, you know, young team, mm-hmm. new group, whatever. With St. Louis, I feel like there wasn't no so much turnover that you're like, oh, this is a totally different team that doesn't play together. Like, on paper, this team should not be terrible. And they've been, terrible. like, like under the radar bad. Like, I feel like nobody's really no talking, talking about, about them being at the bottom of the league. I mean, which it's also St. Louis. Like, we always joke when we get to playoffs, it's always St. Louis, Minnesota. And always. And no, and no one cares. And no one cares. Like, we forget to care about St. Louis, and that apparently extends to when they are terrible. Like, they lost 5-1 to Los Angeles this week. They lost 7-4 to the Habs. That one was fun. They lost 6-2 to Nashville. Four nothing to the Jets. Like they're not losing to like, I mean they are losing some games to bad teams, but like, or to good teams. But they're also losing to not good teams. Yeah, they're losing games that they should not be losing. Yeah. Which is, you know, interesting. Yeah. Because it, it's one. I mean, like we can all talk about Jordan Bennington and that um, being a loose cannon, but mm-hmm. as a group, it's like what, what happened? And like, like this is not the same team that played in last year's playoffs like on no ice. but on paper it's not that much different. and I, but i think you look right like last year he had was it i think it was villi huso backing him up yeah and now villi huso's in detroit yeah and that was like he was a good backup really good yeah. backup that was a great pickup for detroit so that obviously makes a difference i don't even know who st louis's backup is these days like it i, <laughs> I have I literally not a clue and i feel like that says something about Tom, it's Thomas Grice. Oh, yeah. So, makes sense. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. But you know, so they're they're at the bottom of the league in terms of the West. And 
honestly, that that was surprising to me, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like we said, it's still early. I don't know when early, like, is done. Yeah, it's I f- one of those things. I don't know when we stop calling it, like, oh, it's early, like, they're figuring it out. And when are we, like, okay, it should be figured out. I feel out. like American Thanksgiving. Okay. Because, like, especially because, like, the season, like, still isn't starting, like, when it always is starting a little bit later still than when it normally does. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, we're about a week behind where yeah. we normally would start. Yeah, yeah, Um, Because I remember as a kid watching actual regular season games on Thanksgiving, on Canadian Thanksgiving. Okay. And we didn't start till after Thanksgiving this year. So I still feel like we're a little tiny bit behind. Yeah. That's a good, we'll, we'll check back in on American Thanksgiving and we'll stop calling things early. Yeah. By that point. But Amer- um, in the East, at the bottom, you've got Columbus and Ottawa. I thought That's Ottawa wild. was going to be really good this year. And, like, they have been, f- like, they're... They've been fine. They're four and six. Like, yeah, they're just they're under... They're just under 500. But the Eastern Conference is tight. The fact and it's that- going to be tight the rest... It's going to be tight all season long. Yeah. I, I think it's really... Because I remember growing up, the West was so much better. It was... The West is best, the, always. Always, always, always. And this flip that's all of a sudden happened, and it's just it, consistently the East is a nightmare yeah and honestly the fact that you can and the atlantic the bottom the atlantic specifically yeah the fact that the haves aren't bottom in the east they're close they're they're close hey we we know but you know the fact that they're not i mean we can talk about the montreal fan base you know every week on every win on twitter everyone's like yay but no because it's like this team needs a high draft pick for this to be any form of sustainable success and I know my dad says, like, you can't lose them all. And it's like, well, we can damn well try. Um, mm-hmm. Which, like, you know, it's fun to watch this Habs group because, like, they are truly playing with nothing to lose. And I think that's a really good circumstance to bring in a lot of your young guys to have a head coach who's in his first full season. I think, like... That was a great hire. Good hire. It's, like, a perfect situation. You're having everyone come together and you're giving them this opportunity to gel without the pressure of this team needs to make the playoffs. Like, Mm -hmm. this team should be in last place. Well, that's like Chicago. Chicago's sixth in the West. That's so funny. I mean, probably not sustainable. I'm sure they're going to sell off at the deadline and whatever else. But it's also like, they have a new new coach in there too with Luke Richardson. And I think it was probably between St. Louis and and Luke Richardson for that job in Montreal. Yeah. And I think either way, neither one is a wrong decision. I, I really love Luke Richardson. I love Luke Richardson. I think he's a really good coach, and I'm happy that he's got this head coaching job in yeah. in Chicago now. Um, but it's interesting to see these teams that, you know, are starting off not great, but better than a lot of people expected. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, so you've played anywhere from like 10 to 12 games. What do you do for the next 70? Yeah. Right? Because is this sustainable? Are you going to be, you know, on that, in that weird spot where you're not really in the playoff picture, but you're not You're not bad so enough? bad that you're, like, looking at a top pick. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the hard part with, I think, some of these teams are going to find themselves in. It's, it's, it's a weird time to look at the standings in hockey because it's, it, like I said, it's early, but... Most teams have played kind of an array of teams at this point, right? Yeah, like you've got a really good sample size. Like mm-hmm. you look at the Leafs, like they got their Western road trip under their belt. Like yeah. they took care of that. They've played, you know, some games with the Habs. They've played the Canadian teams. Like there's a good sample size for pretty much everyone. Everyone's played good teams. Everyone's played teams that are mm-hmm. objectively dog shit. And you know, some of these teams are are looking like okay, like this is what we we're supposed to see. And then some of these teams, you look at them and you're like. Okay, well, 
what gives. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, to look forward to that American Thanksgiving mark and see like, okay, where yeah. are we really, and where are these teams really within their development in comparison to the rest of their conferences? Um, mm-hmm. It's and I mean, in terms of looking at the NHL right now, we have to talk about the team that's currently in Toronto. They're playing in Toronto tonight. The Boston Bruins. Mm. The Boston Bruins announced yesterday that they signed Mitchell Miller to an entry-level contract. Don Sweeney did a whole interview, press conference. If you want to read all the quotes, they're on Twitter. Just search his name. It'll come up. So that every contradicting quote you can ever yeah. find. Yeah. Um, Miller's 20 years old. He, If you don't remember, he was drafted in the 2020 draft. It was like that weird October draft. And by the Arizona Coyotes, he... Um, assaulted, bullied, abused a black classmate with a learning disability for years. Like, this was not a one-time, like, it's not excusable any time, but, like, for years he did this. And when he was picked by Arizona, they quickly, like, renounced the pick. He had, like, an NCAA Division I spot lined up that was gone very quickly as well. And I thought I was never going to See, see this guy again yeah and rightfully yeah, rightfully we, so we never thought that we were gonna have to talk about this kid like he kind of proved that you know he had no remorse like he was the second chance should not have been there yeah. we were like okay like this was a horrible story in hockey but unlike a lot of horrible stories this was tracking to be one that like we should not have to come back to this yeah he like the details of the assault urge graphic um they're all out there um person that he bullied's mother also has come out and like spoke about it and obviously has explained you know the situation and and what miller put her child through for years like it's absolutely sickening and yeah so he was supposed to go to university of north dakota they dropped him as well uh he did not play during the 2020-21 season but he was playing in the ushl um and now the Bruins are have to, have decided to sign him to, and he's going to report to the AHL. But it's just like why, like why, like why did you need to do this? And I think so. We were talking about, um, and this like what I'm about to go into is like a new development. So that was yesterday, and you know, a big part of the news of the Mitchell Miller signing was the Boston leadership group was consulted and yep. all basically said, mm, no, no, why? Like, why do we have to do this? Nick Foligno came out today and when he was asked about it said, I don't think there's a single guy on the team happy about this. I'm paraphrasing, but it Kind was- of an interesting time for them to be coming into Toronto where, like, you're not going to Arizona tonight. Yeah. You're in Toronto. You know, like, you're going to be asked about this a lot. Um, and then... Here is what Batman has come out today and said. So we didn't hear from the league yesterday. Um, this did break, like, kind of at a weird time. Yeah. Batman today came out with this quote. Um, we're going to go through all of it because I think this opens a really interesting discussion. 100%. But Batman's full statement was, what he did as a 14-year-old is reprehensible and unacceptable. Before the Bruins made the decision to sign him, we were not consulted. I happened to talk to Cam Neely since the time that he was signed. 
he's not coming into the NHL. He is not eligible at this point to come into the NHL. I can't tell you that he'll ever be eligible to come into the NHL. If, in fact, at some point they think that they want him to play in the NHL, and I'm not sure they're anywhere close to that at that point, we're going to have to clear him and his eligibility, and it'll be based on the information we get firsthand at the time. So the answer is they were free to sign him to play somewhere else. That's another league's issue. But nobody should think at this point that he is or may ever be NHL eligible. That is a very strong statement from a person that doesn't typically give the best statements. Yeah. I was going to say, if you want to study, like, PR on a scale from, like, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks to the Try Guys, like, how they handle statements, Gary Bettman is leaning in the Chicago Blackhawks territory. Um, That is, quite frankly, probably one of the better things I have ever heard come out of his mouth. Um, probably one of the better things I have ever seen from Batman and from like a league level. Like, there's obviously still don't, holes. Don't love, it. don't love the issue of like that's another league's problem that we we can work on that. But I yeah, the hard and fast. He is not playing in this league. I respect that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, we talk about this all the time on our show. Hockey is a privilege, not a right. And I think this. You know, Gary Bettman coming out and just taking a pretty strong stance of he is not coming into this league unless something drastic happens and they really feel that something has changed, which I mean, that's... It hasn't changed now. Like, that's... I. And we were talking about this yesterday. Like, yes, we have all... We can all admit this. We've all grown since we were 14. We all did stupid things at 14. But not this. But being a racist yeah. is not a stupid... And you can argue, like... He's a product of his environment at that age. Okay, fine. But that's... But you should still be able to grow up and acknowledge the fact that, like, what I did there was disgusting. And it's not even a mistake. Like, a mistake no. is like, oh, I stole my parents' car and I crashed into the garage. A mistake oh, no. is something you did once. Exactly. This was a pattern of 100%. sustained behavior. 100%. That he has shown nothing but fabricated remorse for yeah. at the most convenient times in yeah. his life. And I feel absolutely terrible for the victim and his family at this point because they are watching this kid consistently be put on this hockey pedestal if you want to call it that and that's sickening that this person who dealt with so much all through school has to now watch his abuser and it's it's honestly it's awful it's so awful and I hope that Gary Bettman and whatever the statement he made sticks true to it and yeah. Mitchell Miller is not in the NHL I I wish the Bruins didn't even do this because he shouldn't even be playing in the NHL he should not be playing professional hockey no and this is what we come back to like yes okay again we make stupid decisions when we're 14 racism notwithstanding and the concept of second chances do I think you should spend the rest of your life in jail for something you did at 14 again racism notwithstanding no but professional hockey at any level the nhl the ahl the khl fucking you want to go play pro in sweden i don't care professional hockey getting paid to play something that you grew up passionate about is a privilege getting paid to play a game yeah like at the at at its core that's what it is it's a game you're getting paid to play a game that's a privilege yep like entirely and racists don't deserve privileges i feel like that's not a take yeah so 
And again, like Boston also said, like people, if we didn't sign him, people were going to. That that's a whole other red flag. I don't know if I believe that necessarily, yeah. but I mean, maybe maybe that's naive of me not to believe it. But nobody's come out and been like we were interested in. Yeah, him. I don't know. He uh, he went on a lot of teams do not draft lists so fast that I don't think there was a a coming back from that. So this will be interesting. I also find it you know concerning that. You know, Boston front office comes out and says, this happened to my kid. I don't know if I would be able to forgive them. Uh, excuse me. Exactly. Excuse me. And that's where I was like, wait, what? I'm like, you just said the quiet part out loud. Like, it's one thing to do this. And then to, like, contradict yourself in doing this is a whole but it's other also issue. Like, how do you not consult the league? Like, I'm still stuck on that a little bit here. Like, Yeah, I feel you- like you should be, like, having, if you want to offer someone a contract, like, I feel like that has to go by the league. Especially, like... Just from, like, a business perspective. But also, like, okay, so this pick was renounced in whatever, 2020. You didn't think you had to ask before you did it? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, that just seems... Yeah, that's But also, like, the amount of that, the amount of people that apparently agreed on this to make it, like, what? I don't know. And I think it says a lot that the people that agreed on this are the people that sit in suits in mm-hmm. a box. I think none of the guys, in the, from what I've heard, not a single guy in that locker room. No, and I think that's interesting because you never know. Like I'm not saying specifically that. Like you just never know in hockey yeah. or sports. For them to be pretty honest about it and be like, "No, we don't agree with this." really says something and I know I, like I read Nick Foligno's quote as well just now and just you know I feel like that says also a lot about where athletes have gotten to to the point of like feeling comfortable and being able to speak out about this mm-hmm. but the fact that they were at a point where hockey players do feel comfortable saying these things and yet these things still happen like that just shows that hockey culture was never serious about being for everybody and never yeah. serious about moving forward. Nick Foligno called it quote hard for us to swallow, and said, I don't think any guy was too happy. Those are direct quotes from Nick Foligno this yeah. morning. So my paraphrasing is pretty spot on. Yep. Um, also mentioned this yesterday. Really excited for Boston to trot Willie O'Reilly oh. out there. Sorry, oh. I got another, like, the full quote from him. Oh. It was a tough thing to hear for our group. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think any guy was too happy because of how proud we are to say that this is a group that cares a lot about ourselves and how we carry ourselves and how we treat people. That was a quote from Nick Foligno this morning. It's a mic drop. I'm a little bit. Little like, little bit. like that's, that's a very, a very honest opinion. Yeah. And a lot of hockey players would just say that's, like, they wouldn't say anything about it. And, you know, Nick Foligno's been a leader in this, in this league for a long time. And yeah. That's... Like, he's honest. He's being honest about it. Take take this and contrast it to what the Edmonton Oilers were saying when they brought in Kane last year. Yeah. Night and day. The one thing I'm thinking about, too, and I don't know, with a situation like this, most of these guys are never going to see him. No. Never going to have to see him. You bring Kane into your locker room or whoever else into your locker room, they're coming and sitting next to you every day. Yeah, that's which, true. Which... Just I just thought of that now in, in yeah, relation to that. Dynamics. But still, like, I, I I do have to, like, commend Felino and I don't know who else has said stuff today, but really, you know, making it known that they were not... They were not on board. They this. were not on board with this, yeah. and they... And they made that clear, too. Like, Boston straight up coming out, like, you told on yourselves, like, you told us, we asked our leadership group, they said no, and then we did it anyways. 
okay, then what was the point of asking them? Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling on yourself at this point. And it's just so frustrating to just watch this stuff happen again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. And again, like I started saying before, they're going to trot Willie O'Ree out there and, you know, say hockey is for everyone. And meanwhile, this kid is still playing in the system. Mm-hmm. And that's just a slap in the face mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say on this other than undo it. It's just, it's it's not fair to people who have been abused have to watch the person that abused them be treated like royalty. Yeah. When they are, were not, when they were awful to them. And I think that's something to think about as we move forward in, in sports. And obviously each situation of, you know, is completely different as we've seen over the last few years. But I think this one, there was no, like, there's no need for this. No. There's no need to reward somebody who, displayed severely racist behaviors abused somebody i can't like it's absolutely disgusting and then showed absolutely no remorse yeah like no humanity within the situation at all yeah and that's just that raises a lot of red flags yep about a lot of things yeah um on that note (laughs) let's move to next sport where we also have to talk about not great things going on so the NBA, go Raptors, first of all. We'll, Woo! we'll get that out there. Uh, yeah, I lost last night. They're fun but... to watch. Um, Kyrie Irving. Oh, good Lord. You know, I we often I'll talk about in football, I've never seen a fall from grace, like, crash and burn so badly as I have with Aaron Rodgers. Kyrie Irving is oh, this in is, first place. This is worse. This sure. is so bad. And... It's been kind of, like, slow with Kyrie. Like, up until this point, it was, you know, he was falling out of favor publicly. But it was, a lot of it was a matter of personal opinion. And, you know, there was nothing aggressively egregious. And, you know, here we are now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, long story short, Kyrie displayed incredibly anti-Semitic behaviors, um, spreaded... Or spread incredibly. Yeah, it was like a link harmful. to a documentary. It's right? a link to a documentary um, that supported a lot of anti-Semitic views, and you know he, when you have a public platform that big, that stuff holds weight. And this came, you know, on the back of uh, Kanye West and all of his, you know, yeah, it's yeah stuff, um, and Kyrie, you know, kind of stood by Kanye. Um, stood by, like, Donda Sports, all that, even though guys like Aaron Donald were pulling out because they have Yeah. They have brain cells. Kyrie (laughs) puts all this out there. Not a word of an apology, not a peep of a, oops, that was a mistake, my bad, wrong link. Like, at that point, lie. Just be like, oh, sorry, wrong link, whoopsies. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, so then Brooklyn turned around and announced that they would be suspending him for no less than five games. I don't without know. Without pay. Without pay. I don't know if we've hit a, sp- I don't know if they've announced a specific game amount, but when they released their statement, whatever, on Thursday night, um, they made it clear that it was going to be no less than five games without pay as a result of his, um, statements and what he shared. But also because of the fact that he refused to 
take it back. You refuse to apologize. Mm -hmm. You refuse to do any of that. And they said, okay, that's enough. Ironically, 45 minutes to an hour after that comes out, Kyrie did put out a statement. Um, A whole bunch of bullshit. So we're not even going to dignify that with going through it. But he did put something out that was supposed to resemble an apology. Really hard to take an apology seriously when it comes 45 minutes after you find out that you're not going to be getting paid Mm -hmm. for at least five games. But I digress. And then it has recently come out that Nike has also suspended their relationship with Kyrie, uh, which includes them not putting out his newest shoe. Um, so obviously Kyrie yeah. one player with the signature shoe. I believe we were on the Kyrie 8. Um, so that is no longer going to be released by Nike. And they have announced that that partnership is suspended. Um, no time frame, no nothing. Um, they did, I think, strategically use the word suspended as opposed to terminated, hoping maybe there might be like a way through this. Um, but as of right now, Nike is no longer supporting Kyrie. Um, mm. and I just think this is a really interesting conversation and, you know, up until the Hockey Canada stuff, I don't think we've seen a ton of big name sponsors pulling out of things in this way. And I think it's really, really encouraging that we're getting to a yeah. point that we're no longer going to be monetarily rewarding people who display incredibly problematic, harmful, and disgusting mm-hmm. behaviors. Absolutely. Um, so I hate to give props to corporations because like y'all have a laundry list of things you can do better, but it is encouraging that we are getting to a point where this is becoming a little bit more common mm-hmm. and it's becoming a little bit more normal that we are like corporations are no longer willing to put money and their name and their logo and everything that comes with that behind horrible human beings. Yeah. no 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 i I agree with you completely it's it's like i'm i like struggle to like find the words because it's like it's every like it's something all the time and it's like it's so it just makes me sick how much these like people like i i need to like articulate what i'm thinking but i think we're all kind of thinking the same thing here as like this behavior, these statements, they're disgusting. Like, they're so awful. Yep. And I'm happy to see, like, Brooklyn stepped in right away and was like, no, like, this is not, okay, this is not happening. And, you know, Nike right away was able to suspend that and, and whatever. But it's like, I hope that that, those actions from, those corporations and and companies are things that just automatically happen if something like this happens and it's not something that we have to like commend almost you know what i mean yeah because a lot like a lot of companies would have just like let it play out and called that day and put out a statement saying oh we don't agree like but to see nike and and brooklyn actually step in right away and be like nah like this is not what we stand for we're not promoting a player who spews hate because that's what it is um and that's i i think that's kind of a huge part of this as well yeah um so we'll keep you updated on that whenever stuff comes out if nike you know updates their terminology or if they come out with another statement and anyone else that has worked with Kyrie, obviously him having a signature shoot with them like that is their that is his biggest like corporate Mm -hmm. sponsor behind him but 
us with all athletes, there are multiple, multiple brands that use them within their ads and, and back them and support them. So yeah. It'll be interesting to watch the fallout. I think when a big player like Nike pulls out that shit cue, a couple other people to be mm-hmm. like, hmm, maybe, maybe we pull some commercials he's in, maybe we have some ads. Yep. Um, so that'll be, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Um, next sport. <laughs> Moving along. Oh, transition soundboard. Um, all right, the now fun league, the NFL, the not for long league, whatever you want to call it. Uh, week nine. Season is blowing by and I hate it. So the problem with loving the NFL is the season is so goddamn short. <laughs> it and is. Like, I know. I'm like, how are we like more? How are we already like oh. huh. so frustrating. But oh, anyways. Sorry, pause for a second. Pause I can't in. believe we didn't talk about this. I just saw a tweet there, Monday. The PHF season is now underway. Woo! And the PWHPA is back in action. Back in action. They're at their second stop this weekend. So lots of women's hockey to be watching out for. Please and thank you very much. Okay, go back to football. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Um, all right, week nine. So obviously last week, week eight, was like the week of shitty matchups. Um, it was a terrible week last week in football. Like nothing, nothing to care about. Week nine is... Not that much better. Ironically, funnily enough, I think the game of the week is Bill's Jets. And if you would have told me three years ago that I'd be picking that as a game of the week, I would have, like, sent you to an asylum. Bill's Jets. Like, that. I mean, it probably is. Uh, those are your top two teams in the AFC East. The Jets and Zach Wilson has come back, have looked pretty incredible. The only other game that, like, is kind of exciting me is, you see, I struggling. Uh, maybe, yeah. oh, Rams Bucks will be good. It'll be good? Rams Bucks will be good tomorrow. It'll be good, but I think it'll be low scoring, because both of those quarterbacks this year have just okay, but, like, fallen apart. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is either, I said this to Mike when their divorce got finalized. Was up, like, I don't remember, was up before? Last Sunday or after last Sunday? Not sure. <laughs> um, I think it was. I think it was like early in the week, wasn't it? I think so. But uh, Tom Brady, now that he's divorced, will either um, play like a god, and this will be the revenge tour, or uh, he's gonna turn into dust the next time he gets sacked. Like mm-hmm. there's no in between. Um, Matt Stafford has been. Oof. rough to watch this year. No, they got divorced, like, before last weekend. Okay. But still. Um, the Bucks also played last Thursday. They didn't oh! On Sunday last week. So it was Friday it came out. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, that'll be a week. That'll be a game that's, like, should be so good. Mm-hmm. And I can see it just being fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, also, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, for the love of God, please pass to Allen Robinson. <laughs> like, I don't have him in fantasy, so, like, truthfully, I don't care. But you, they brought you a weapon to replace Robert Woods, to replace OBJ, to make it so that you weren't constantly having to look for Cooper Cup. And, and you just completely ignored him all season. So if we could, like, get some ball distribution going, you might be a little bit better off for it. Just a suggestion. Just thought. Uh, Packers-Lions. Fun little divisional game. 
bro, the Packers are are struggling. Aaron Rodgers um, probably priced himself out of being able to compete. They've lost uh, two, three straight weeks. So for three straight weeks, the Packers have lost to teams that they arguably, no, four straight weeks. The Packers have lost to teams that they arguably should not be losing to. So they lost to the Giants in week five. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Jets in week six, which hurts. They lost to Washington in week seven. And they then proceeded to lose to Buffalo last week. And then yeah. let's not forget that they needed overtime to beat Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. Uh-huh. I don't know what's going on in Green Bay, but it's, it's not good. Yeah. So, I mean, if they really lose to the Lions this week, that would be something. If they lose to the Lions, their season's done. Yeah. Their season is over. If we want to make our picks. All right, let's make some picks. Um, also, shout out to the Eagles struggling-ish to beat the Texans, but congrats, I guess, on being like, no. Damn, I know. But like, if we look... Before we do picks, we're just yeah, who's the at, rest of their schedule? We're gonna look at who they've played so far. So the Eagles, they're route to um eight and zero. They got in a shootout with the Lions. Um, they beat the Lions 38-35 in week one. So congrats, I guess. Um oops, I lost it. I just went out of their schedule. Basically, the point I'm going to get to is the Eagles are not a very impressive 8-0, is, is what I'm getting at in the, the long and the short of it. So, you beat the Lions in week one. Congrats. Cool. You beat the Vikings 24-7. That one was good. I'll give you that one. That was convincing. The Vikings have actually like kind of turned it around. Cool. You beat the Commanders. Okay. Cool. Congrats. You beat a CFL team. Good job. Uh, you beat the Jaguars by one touchdown in England. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Um... You beat the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins. So you beat a B team. You beat Cooper Rush. And the Cowboys, that was probably their worst half of the season. Yeah. That first half of that game. Um, Awful. You beat a guy whose last name has a synonym for interception in it, and he plays like it, the Steelers. Then 35-13. And you kind of (laughs) struggled against the Texans, who are once or going into that game were one five and one coming up the eagles for the rest of the season again like do you remember a few years ago when the steelers went undefeated on that stretch and then fell apart that's what like this eagles team is because even the rest of their season i'm not even concerned about them losing until they play the giants on december 11th yeah because then they get the giants and then they get the bears and then they get the cowboys on christmas eve so like I low key I could see them going undefeated until they get the Cowboys like at this point yeah because I think if the Cowboys play a full game like they could beat them and I think that'd be such a fun like could you imagine that but I also think maybe the Packers I don't trust the Packers but the way right the now. Packers have been playing no no so right now um, the Eagles are looking at Washington Indy and Green Bay Washington Indy Green Bay Tennessee. Is their next four like, before they hit some division Who's games. the best team they've played? The Vikings? Yeah, and they played the Vikings in week two. And the, in week two, the Vikings were still figuring shit out. And then I guess the Cardinals. But they were missing Hopkins. Yeah. Like, it's an easy schedule. So, like, yes, congrats. Like, you're undefeated. I know. Like, that feels good. Whatever. But I wouldn't put so much weight in that. 
because you just like you haven't had to play the Kansas Cities, you haven't had to play the Bills, you're not playing these like big scary powerhouse teams. They haven't even played the Giants yet. No, and the Giants have been good. The Giants have been scary good for given what they've come from. Um, the Giants have been very good. Yeah. Okay, we'll do picks now. Colts Patriots. 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 There's uh, there are no running backs left in Indy. Jonathan Taylor's not playing. They sent away Naheem Hines. Um, so the running backs are like Deion Jackson and Philip Lindsay, and Sam Erla something at quarterback. So, I think New England, New England in this one. Lions Packers. I'm saying Lions. You know what? I'm just going to say the Packers. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say the Packers. Chargers, Falcons. This will be good because these are um, two teams that have been. You know what? I'm going to go to Chargers. Go to yeah. Chargers. Herbie? I'll, I'll say the Chargers. My one concern with them is there's no wide receivers left. Keenan Allen's out. Mike Williams is out. Uh, tight end part of is out. Like, it's a very thin Chargers offense, but I don't trust Mariota. Bills, Jets. Bills. Bills, but it's going to be a good game. I wouldn't be surprised if this one's close. Yeah. To be honest. Vikings, Commanders. Vikings. Vikings. Panthers, Bengals. You know what? No, I, I don't pick the Bengals. Panthers. I was going to say the Bengals, but I don't pick the Bengals. No. Panthers. Nick will never pick the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm gonna I go think Bengals. I did last time. Oh, maybe. But Panthers. I'm going to go. I'll go, I'll go Bengals. I think they've they figured it out. They started off real shaky this year, but they seem to have kind of figured their shit out and uh, I've gotten it going. Jaguars, Raiders. You know it's what? It's a weird game. I kind of want to go with the Jaguars. Yeah. The Raiders are 2-5 and five, and the Jaguars are 2-6. and six. So, like, it's a toss-up. Yeah, you know what? Give me, give me the Jags. Give me the Jags. Why not? Why not? Uh, Chicago, Miami. Miami. Okay. I think I'll go Dolphins. I am interested to see how Chicago incorporates their newly acquired wideout and Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the other thing we didn't touch on is the NFL trade deadline. Bradley Chubb won the Dolphins. I think it's going to be huge for them. And then they signed him to a monster extension. Um, I think he's going to be. Really I feel like good. it was like a quiet deadline. It was actually the most active NFL trade deadline in history. Was it? Yeah. It's it's normally very... Like, there were 10 trades completed on deadline day, which is the most ever. That's insane. It, to me, it went so under the radar. It always does. Because it's always very, very low-key. There were a couple trades leading up to it as well, but on Yeah, like, there were some big ones, obviously. Yeah, like on deadline day, there was 10, which is the most ever for NFL, which is why this trade deadline always goes under the wire. Because, like... It's 10 trades. It's very... The NFL is a very off-season heavy league. It is. Oh, for sure. Compared to compared to some other leagues. Um, yeah, so I feel yeah. like the off-season this past year was wild. Yeah. So, I think the Dolphins getting Chubb is, like, a really, really solid piece on defense. And their defense was, like... Mm-hmm. You know, it was good, but it, it was definitely the weaker of their two sides. And I don't think Chase Claypool is going to be what unlocks the Bears' offense. Like, I just... I think there needs to be a lot more in Chicago, so give me Miami. Uh, Seattle, Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Um, it's funny, these teams have opposite records. Seattle's 5-3 and, and Arizona's 3-5. and five. 
But I feel like Arizona's better than three and five. They are. They are. They obviously they're missing Hopkins. Um, this one's hard. Give me Seattle just because Jano Smith, you know, he's not writing back to his haters. Um, but this will be a good, a good bird matchup game. Rams, Bucks. This is really hard for me. Because, like, it's going to go either way. Um, well, obviously it's going to go either way, but it, it really could go either way. Yeah. Um, you know what? Give me the Rams. I was going to say Rams as well. I just think Tampa Bay, there's so many problems that I don't think anyone there knows how to deal mm-hmm. with. Because these are problems that Brady hasn't had before. These are problems that their offense hasn't really had before. Like, there's just a mm-hmm. lot going wrong there. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think there's necessarily the the personnel in place to fix it. And that is also including Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, Titans. Chiefs. Chiefs. Good job showing up, Tennessee. But Chiefs. Could you imagine? Ravens, Saints. You know what? I'll give Baltimore this one. Yeah. Baltimore. I think uh, what I will say is Michael Thomas is out for the season with a toe injury and there's a little someone on the commanders, Brian Robinson, was shot and only missed four games. So I think that says a lot about the New Orleans culture um, and their compete level and yeah, give me give me Baltimore. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Davis is hurt so everybody in Canada pray across your fingers, prayer circle, manifest. He got pulled off in Bayern Munich's game today with a hamstring injury. So, and the World Cup is 18 days away. Now that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, friends. That's all week. from us. Bye! Bye.